it, it usually manifests with subtle personality changes, with a a general type of irritability, which may play out like the patient is tends to be more impatient than they used to be in the past, or have low tolerance and a low frustration level. Recognizing that this is an organic change in a person. It's not a personal attack against spouse or loved ones. Hello, and welcome to the TBI family the podcast for caregivers of service members and veterans who've experienced traumatic brain injuries. This program is produced by the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, otherwise known as DIBDEC, and I'm your host, Dr. Scott Livingston. Most of us are no strangers to anger and irritability. Stress from daily life can be tough to manage, and sometimes it can creep into our behavior in ways that we'd prefer it didn't. Service members and veterans who've experienced a traumatic brain injury may find it especially challenging to control their anger following an injury. The TBI family's Sydney Hines spoke with experts in the field to discover what caregivers should know about helping a loved one who may be struggling to manage their anger. Anger is just one among many symptoms which can manifest following a traumatic brain injury, but it can have a profound and negative impact on a patient and on their loved ones. Anger and irritability can manifest very shortly following a TBI, as Jason Bailey, the Senior Clinical Research Director for the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, explains. When we're dealing with someone who has a mild traumatic brain injury or a moderate or severe traumatic brain injury, we can have irritability um, be emerging as a very common symptom. It's one of the most common symptoms that people will report. We tend to see that earliest as with all symptoms of a mild traumatic brain injury, um, soon after the injury. Anger post-TBI can stem from many sources. Headaches and issues with concentration or memory can become major frustrations in their own right. Those living with a TBI may also have trouble with patients. All these factors can cause service members or veterans with TBI to have a short fuse. Cynthia Boyd, a forensic neuropsychologist and former senior scientific director with DIVBIC, describes how day-to-day life can change with the TBI. They often had chronic and intractable migraines. So you can imagine that having migraines that are not being treated efficiently, how that changes one's mood in everyday functioning. Um, That along with cognitive changes, which can be very frustrating to a patient. Things like, where are my keys? I can't remember what I'm doing. And the caregiver thinking, gosh, I just told him this story earlier. I told him about the appointment. So there's the cognitive changes that really lead to frustration that can be a dance between couples of creating irritability and arguments. Sensitivity to noise and other stimulus can trigger anger or irritability in someone with a TBI. Plan to avoid gatherings or other overstimulating events if possible while your loved one is recovering. If an event is unavoidable, consider planning ahead in case your service member or veteran becomes overwhelmed, and try to let others present know ahead of time your loved one is dealing with a TBI and that anger issues may come into play. If you're in a situation where you know there's going to be a gathering of friends and family, that to explain ahead of time to those people 
that there have been some subtle changes in the patient since the brain injury and that these are normal and that these are time-limited and this is part of the recovery process. Just as if the patient had a broken leg, we would expect a cast for a certain period of time and then the cast would be removed and then they would start getting that leg strong again. Let people know that changes in temperament are not directed personally at anyone, okay? This is just part of the organic recovery process. Try to create a quiet home environment for your service member or veteran, reducing any unnecessary noise or stimulus. You may also try identifying ideal quiet times when they can be alone to rest, not worry about confronting triggering stimuli. Um, Another thing that helps is relaxation techniques. Um, Those can foster good coping skills. Um, Even something as simple as when the patient feels the irritability mounting or the um, impatience growing and and the caregiver recognizes that, it could be good to introduce a time for a mantra just a time of sitting alone and having a, 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 some sort of phrase or word that's calming, like we would do in meditation. Or we're trying to give the patient tools that they can use, such as deep breathing or ways to manage their anger. Um, if we need to, we can supplement that with medication to help them um, from a chemical standpoint to help them to control that those anger issues. And then... Um, from a environment management perspective. So uh, we can control, try to modulate things that we know are going to make them angry or going to escalate them, especially when we see those early signs where this person's getting agitated. Everyone gets more irritable when they're tired, right? So if it's the end of the day and you recognize that your service member is typically angry at 7 p.m. and is is more likely to um, to... Um, kind of fly off the handle or be reactive. Don't schedule things during that time. I mean, try to try to manage things. Try to do things earlier in the day, um, and leave that that evening time for um, for rest. Feelings of helplessness can increase the irritation your loved one experiences. Helping them to identify areas where they can reassert control over their day to day life can help manage their anger. Structure and predictability are really important things in the acute phases of healing. Structure because if there are cognitive problems, if there are attention problems and memory problems, it helps to have a plan, to have a structure of what days are going to look like. You know, are there therapies? Are there um, classes? Are there activities that are going to be done day to day? And because One thing that happens when someone is in recovery is they feel at times like they've lost control over aspects of their life, perhaps their pain level, perhaps their memory, perhaps their mood. So structure really helps give them a a safe format to operate in. While these sorts of guidelines are good in general, anger and irritability does not necessarily look the same in different people. Likewise, What helps a person best cope with anger can change from person to person. It's best to consult your service member or veteran to find out what specifically will help them cope with their anger during recovery. The best solutions will always be something that if the patient has the ability, 
Um, if they, they have that ability to be introspective and they recognize what is causing their irritability, um, their solutions will be the best ones. They're going to be more likely to do them, and, you know, they, they will know themselves better. Um, but in, in some cases, that's not that's not possible. We have to rely on the the, the caregiver or, or family member to do it, um, and that's okay. Um, but, yeah, we're, we have to be patient-specific. While caregivers absolutely should consult their service member or veteran when determining plans for managing anger and irritability, it's important to remember that planning for self-care can be difficult while dealing with a TBI. So be prepared to help your service member or veteran put their anger management plans into effect. I mean, what makes you irritable is going, to make, is going to be different than what makes me irritable. If I am having problems controlling my anger, I really got to think about my environment and what's causing me to have these problems. And it's the same thing when you have a TBI, only their person's insight may be limited. So we might have to help them identify what is causing their irritability and their ability to manage those symptoms is impaired. So we might have to help them manage their environment and control things, you know, go for a walk, take deep breaths, right? Give them the, give them the tools and remind them to use the tools when they're feeling angry. Be aware of the ways anger and irritability can get in the way of recovery from TBI. Your loved ones may be less likely to follow proper treatment if they are easily frustrated by their interactions with healthcare providers. Frustrations with treatment itself can also negatively impact willingness to take the necessary actions for recovery. You can have all the best treatments in the world, um, but if you're if the patient's not willing to do them, all right, or doesn't have the the ability to to manage them. Um, I mean, they won't work, right? So we see this a lot in, um, in physical therapy and vestibular therapy or occupational therapy where, you know, someone needs to, to, to be rehabbing their, their injured knee, for example. And that requires a lot of time and commitment. They have to go home. They have to do all these exercises on their own. And if they're not able to, to tolerate that because of their anger issues, they're not going to do it, right? And so then you have this exacerbation of the medical issues because they're not doing the treatment. I think a common story that I, I've heard um, from patients is I can't get my service member, I can't get my veteran um, to see their doctor because the doctor makes them so angry, right? <laughs> so we have the, this kind of situation where this person has irritability, has anger issues, um, but they're so frustrated with their medical system and and, and, and their condition and when they go see the doctor, the doctor is, you know, trying to do their best to, to give them treatments. But um, sometimes, you know, it, it can be frustrating being at the doctor's office, working within um, the demands of the, of the medical system. And, and, again, if this patient is prone to irritability, they don't want to deal with that, right? And so they get angry or they'll yell at their doctor sometimes because um, they don't like what, we, what the, the doctor is recommending or what they have to say because, Sometimes those recommendations are hard. Overcoming frustrations with the recovery process can require the same sort of introspection needed for general anger management. Identifying what parts of treatment trigger a service member of veteran's anger and determining ideal times to visit with physicians can ease this process for you and your loved one. Perhaps most importantly, be aware your service member will recover and be aware treatment does work. Acknowledge your service member of veteran's frustrations and help them understand this anger and irritability is an expected part of the healing process. 
what the patient's going through is normal in the course of the recovery, and to have that discussion with the patient, you know, to both be on the same playing field. I know there are changes for you right now. I know that you're more irritable than you used to be. I know that, you know, there's frustrations for you that are greater than they used to be. Always bear your own safety and well-being in mind. Anger issues can manifest in violent ways, which can be draining or even dangerous to caregivers. While short-temperedness and outbursts can be expected, you are not obligated to deal with abuse or similar behaviors beyond your comfort level. If your friend or loved one with a TBI is behaving in a way that makes you feel at all unsafe, take steps to protect yourself, and if necessary, remove yourself from the situation entirely. A caregiver needs to have firm boundaries. And it starts with a discussion of, I acknowledge that you're more irritable and you're more angry. Um, but And that's okay, and we can handle that. But what is not acceptable is for this to turn into violence. So it's not acceptable to um, break objects. It's not accessible to put your hands on me, those kind of things. And And if it does feel like it's going to that point, the caregiver must pull themselves out of the situation immediately. That means leaving the area. You know, it may go as far as calling another family members or, you know, in extreme situations, certainly calling the police. As always, the TBI family reminds you that, as a caregiver, your own well-being is just as important as the health of your loved one. Always take the appropriate steps to safeguard your own health and practice self-care as much as your circumstances allow. If your care recipient is experiencing irritability or anger problems or other issues and doesn't seem to be improving, you should seek professional help. Begin with your primary care provider and ask if a referral to a behavior health specialist is appropriate. If you've been assigned to a case manager, they can also point you toward help. We'll also post some links to service-specific resources in the podcast description below. This episode of the TBI Family was produced and edited by Sidney Hines and is hosted by me, Dr. Scott Livingston. It's a product of the Defense and Veterans Brain Injury Center, led by Acting Director Kathy Helmick, and the Defense Health Agency's Research and Development Directorate, commanded by Rear Admiral Mary Riggs. Thanks for listening. The views, opinions, and or findings contained in this podcast are those of the host, reporters, and guests. They should not be construed as an official Department of Defense position, policy, or decision unless designated by other official documentation.